Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Sorry, I'm laughing at that again. I want to make the sound. Man, something small happened this last Sunday, didn't it? Something just a little small. I don't know what happened here in Kansas City, but man, what a great time it is to be a Kansas City Chiefs fan and live in Kansas City. So, um, and that tailgate party, by the way, was awesome last week. So, man, I'm encouraged to see what God's going to do today. Where's my crazy people went to the parade? Where's all my crazies? Put your hands up. Where you at? Be proud. You stood out there in the cold. Where are you guys at? Now look around. I was one of them. There's three of us. We're, now you know who they are, right? So there, there's the, that's, that's ridiculous, but it, it was awesome. So, uh, man, I'm excited for what God is going to do today in our house. And, uh, man, we're wrapping up a two-part series called Unstoppable. And uh, this is all about the vision of our church and, and who we are and who God has called us to be in the future and in this year. And so I'm excited to jump into to really what God has for us. And so if you're new with us, I encourage you, man, thanks for being in the house. Uh, I know God's got a purpose for you and a plan for you and has brought you here today. And so I hope you feel connected and, uh, and really feel the, uh, the spirit of God work in your life today. Uh, we're going to jump into our mission. If you know the mission, you say it with me. And it's to see people far from God do what? Discover real life and purpose in Jesus. Man, see people far from God, a church for unchurched people, man, to see them and discover the real life and purpose in Jesus. And I want to do, I want to jump back into really the early church found in Acts chapter 2, and uh, I want to dive into some of the stuff we looked at last week, but just with a different light. And uh, if you can check this out, there's a verse that says this in Acts 2, 44 through 47. It says, all the believers were what? Say it with me. They were together. All of them together had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods. They gave to anyone as he had need. Uh, when did they meet? Every day they met, they continued. And how did they meet? What's that word? They met together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate. How they eat? Together. I mean, this, this church was together all the time. It said uh, they ate together with glad to their hearts, uh, and the Lord added to the number daily those who are being saved. Can I just say the church is so, supposed to be unified, that God has a plan for the church to be together, amen? And so we're going to talk about this a little bit. So I'm going to jump off the stage. I've got a, little, I've got a little fun time we're about to have here. So you guys know it's about to get real here at Real Life. So but look at this. I think I'm going to give it to Carrie. Come on up here, Carrie. So this is the church. We're, we're supposed to lock arms. You're about to get on my right side. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> I don't know about this. I need a different person. She seems pretty wicked out here. So she should give you a red lightsaber, like your heart. I'm just kidding. So I'm just kidding. Come on. Don't. I'm just kidding. We're supposed to, I'm going to, we're going to feedback. Come over okay. the middle here. Come on, Carrie. We can do this. Man, the church, we're supposed to lock arms. We're supposed to do like this. We're supposed to be together. Somebody say together. 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 We're supposed to work together, serve together. Be, hey, don't be let oh, go of me. Right. We're together. Have you guys seen 300. You know what I'm talking about. Like, you can't get through this. Man, the world's coming after us. We're going to fight off the things of the devil. You know what I'm talking about. You're going to get our backs. Let me get my sit. Come on, Carrie. You can let go of my arm now because i got to fight somebody. We're not going to be very good. we got, we got some training, that Jedi training. Somebody of you Padawan school. You know what I'm talking about. We're going to fight off the things of the devil, right? I mean, somebody's going to say something and say, no, 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 that's not Carrie. No, that's not our church. We're going to defend what's right. We're going to stand up for what matters most. And oftentimes in churches, uh, we kind of do the opposite, right? We do what the devil says. We're going to turn around and start fighting each other, aren't we, Carrie? We've never done that before, right? And then all of a sudden, somebody says something, and we're going to do this. We're going we're gonna to gossip. We're going to like cut somebody's legs out. And we say, man, I can't believe that leader said that. Uh, there's no way that happened. Uh, I mean, I'm the greatest. You know, Staple spotted who's the greatest, right? Who's the goat in the church? And all of a sudden, we're going to compare ourselves to somebody. No, are you the goat? No, I'm the goat. I'm the goat. They're the goat. You know, fight? You want to fight? Uh, who's going to win this battle? Who's got money on Carrie? Come on, give it for Carrie. Give it up for Carrie. I love it. I love it. You know what it says? It says in John. Oh, you're done. Dude, done. <laughs> 
you put down your weapon, uh, you're good. But Jesus says this in John 17, uh, they write about Jesus. He said he prayed for the church that it'd be unified. It would be as one. It would be actually so together, it would be so unified that when people saw the church and how they got each other's backs and cared for each other, that they, they would believe that God came, and only that God came, I'm going to stay right in the middle, but even that God came, but that, that the people were loved. The people should know how we care for each other, the way we got each other's backs, how we, we love each other, how we spend time with each other, we ate together, we prayed together. Like, we're, we're unified, like we're going to move as a unit. We're not going to be divided. I believe Satan wants to divide the church. Matter of fact, if you, if you took this passage in Acts chapter 2 and you rewrote it uh, in a modern church, what you see across the United States, uh, I think it may say something like this, just a little different than Acts chapter 2. It says this, all, it would say that all the believers were divided. Somebody say Facebook. Facebook, you know what I'm talking about? There's not a week that goes by uh, as a pastor, and I follow a lot of you guys on Facebook, so I, get, I know what's really happening, right? Uh, or at least what you want us to know. And man, there's, there's always like a fight on Facebook about something silly, but there's a, there's a fight on Facebook, you know? Uh, they didn't have much, anything in common. This would be the church. They had a personal relationship with Jesus, uh, but they didn't have a shared relationship with Jesus. Uh, they, they knew God personally, but they were insulated and isolated from the world. Man, they had their Bible app. Uh, they could watch online. They, they really didn't go together. They didn't, they didn't show up to life group for an hour and a half because they were too busy. Uh, they were hoarding their possessions and goods, and they kept as much as they could for themselves. Man, it was like a me-first kind of Christianity. Man, every now and then, uh, if they weren't too busy, man, if they weren't too tired, it wasn't too cold, it wasn't raining, man, they'd go to church for an hour, but they'd leave early to kind of beat the traffic and get to lunch on time. Man, they loved Jesus when it was convenient, but it really didn't cost them too much as long as they didn't have to sacrifice a lot to follow God. And yet, all of this, man, they're despised by people because of their hypocrisy, and very few people got saved. I don't know about you, but that would be like the church in the United States. Like that's like the average Christian lifestyle. And I believe just Satan is getting the glory in so many churches. And I know from my experience and, and some of you guys' experience, you guys have been through some, some crazy stuff at church. You might uh, relate to this. Amy can relate to this passage in a church in their life. I know I can relate to this passage. I've been through a church split. I know some of you guys have walked through church splits. You've walked through seeing the worst side of church. And I, I'm just tired of seeing Satan get the glory of the church. Amen. I'm just tired of seeing Satan getting the glory in the church of the people being divided and, and fighting over everything and missing the big point of why we're here. Matter of fact, the Bible says uh, there would be no division among you. Uh, Paul, Paul's writing and some people are saying, I'm of Apollos and I'm of Paul, I'm of this leader. And he said, no, no, we're of Jesus, amen? Like we're not, we're not a denomination, we're not, we're not for these certain things, no, we're of Jesus. And I think of Jesus when he, uh, when he went to go on mission to reach the one. He left the 99 and went to go rescue the one. It's like the mission of the church, that we are a hospital for the sick, that we're on a rescue mission to see people far from God, discover real life and purpose in Jesus, rescued for their sin. But I believe this, that the reason Jesus could leave the 99 is because they were together, amen? Uh, there's safety in numbers. We got each other's backs. Can you imagine the kind of church if people were to see real life? And this is my vision for our church. They would see us and how we love each other. They would know that God came and that God loves them. I mean, people are like, I don't know what's going on in real life, uh, but man, they must have something that's, that's honestly from God. Like that only could explain that because the way they care about each other in that life group, I mean, the way they sacrifice for that person, man, how they pray for each other, man, they get each other's backs. Nobody's tearing each other down. Man, I know what? God must love me too. That's the vision of the church. Amen. This, no amens. I'm not getting anywhere this morning. We're gonna, this is the church. And this is what God prayed for in the garden before we went to the cross. He prayed for us to be unified, to be together, to agree, to partner together on things. Now, we haven't had church membership uh, here at Real Life. We don't do formal church membership. But we ask people to partner with us in the mission of God. Uh, when you go through our next steps, we talk about a thing called the common cause. 
And we ask people to, to partner with us uh, to the things of God, that this isn't about being a part of real life. This is about being on mission with God, that God wants to reach the world. And we're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus here in this local church, in this expression of God to the world, that we're going to be local church and we're going to serve him. And so today, I want to talk about what it looks like to partner with us. And so we're going to try to agree on some things today because we're going to be unified. So I'm going to give you five things this morning that I think that we should be agreed upon, we should partner together with. And then at the end of this, if you're like, yeah, I want to... I want to partner with you guys. Um, and I would just encourage you to jump in to our church. Now, for some of you like, that might not be for me. Hey, go get a, go to a church that's a Bible-believing church that preaches the gospel and get plugged in. But whatever you're going to do, man, partner with the things of God. So today, number one, if you're going to partner with us, I believe this. I believe they're going to have to cross lines to bring people in. We're going to have to cross lines to bring people in. I love what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. It says, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. This is Paul talking. He's going to be a slave to other people, to win people. He said, I'll become all things to all men, so that by what? All possible means. By any way possible that I'm going to save some. People are going to be changed. So I'm going to, I'm going to change who I am. I'm going, to, I'm going to reach down into the culture. I don't expect the world to look like the church. I don't expect somebody to show up their first Sunday and, and, and look spiritual. Amen. I don't expect them to come in with their life cleaned up and all together. Here's the point. The church does not exist for us. The church exists for the world around us. Amen. The church, the church is on mission. Uh, this is a hospital, not an aquarium. We're here, to, we're here to reach out. This isn't a monument to the past. This is a, a movement to the future. This is something that God wants us to be part of. When I was in church in, in, a, in Springfield, I was in college, uh, I started a bus ministry, and we brought all these kids in from the, from the city to a church. And uh, one, one day we were in a, a gym similar to this, and uh, it was like a baby shower or, 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 uh, or something going on. Most of the church was there. And one of the kids we brought, um, she had flipped off the light switches, and, you know, and it, it, somebody was upset. And it, had to be the, it was the head deacon that got upset, you know. And uh, he told me, he goes, hey, if you're leading this Rat Pack group of kids, this is literally, told, I didn't even know this guy. He gets in my face, and it, it, everybody hears this, you know. And he tells me, if you're leading these Rat Pack group of kids, uh, you need to stop bringing them here, and you need to go start a church in North Springfield and start your own church to reach these kids, but you're not going to bring them here. Like, that's drawing a line, isn't it? Matter of fact, he told me this. He said, we're a country church. We've always been a country church. You know what's next? We're always going to be a country church. You want to guess what they are today? A country church. Because they drew a line. They said, well, we're not for all people. Like, you know, we're not, we're not for these people. For whatever reason, like, uh, they didn't bring value. Maybe, I don't know what it was for him, but he was, he was upset that I was bringing people and they cut the bus ministry. Uh, they got rid of the kids. They didn't want them there because that was their church. Guys, tell you something. If you put a word in front of the word church, that's not Jesus, that's, that's more important than Jesus, uh, that describes your church. If a country church is more important than being a Jesus church, let me tell you something. You're not living out the mission of the church. Amen. We are a Jesus church. We're not a, a type of church. Uh, we're not a location of a church. Uh, we're not, a, we're not, it's not even about real life church. It's about the name of Jesus. We are a Jesus church. Amen. And so for us, I love what, uh, what Jesus does. If you read the scriptures, he said he was a friend of sinners. I mean, I would talk about Jesus crossed some lines. Amen. I mean, Jesus would hang out with people that we wouldn't hang out with. Like he's hanging out with prostitutes. Like he's hanging out with people that are getting drunk. He, he's hanging out with, at the time, tax collectors were like the enemy. Like he hung out with the, with the worst of the worst. He hang out with people, he'd be in the, he would be in the prison ministry. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he'd go around and we, we'd say, oh man, that person can't go to my church. No, no, Jesus was hanging out with those people who was a friend with sinners. I think it's ironic whoever called him a friend of sinners uh, must not have thought they were a sinner. Amen. 
Like he was friends with those sinners. Like, like you're not, you know, that's the, that's the religious kind of mentality. And for us, we're going to cross lines that bring people in. And I just want to tell you some of the lines that, that we choose to cross, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be, uh, we're going to err on being a, a little more aggressive in this than conservative. We're going to say, we're, we're going to cross more lines. If it's not, if it's not a sin, we're not going to care about it. So for us, we play some cover songs here. Amen. Uh, we get out here a little early, play some cover songs. Uh, last week we were playing some music, and this isn't like a huge line, but we were playing some music for the Chiefs, and it's like a pep up, uh, you know, Chiefs rally kind of stuff for the tailgate party. And I don't know, somebody said somebody, somebody said something on the Dream Team, and it's like, man, what kind of church is it to play this kind of music? And the guy on the Dream Team, he's like, is that church? <laughs> is that church? <laughs> you know, because we're here for unchurched people, and you know, you don't realize, but uh, that might be the only thing familiar to that person that came last week. I mean, we come in here and they, they see me talking like, who's that weird dude? And we start singing about the blood of Jesus and like blood, of Jesus, blood, the blood. Like, what are they talking about? The blood. Like it, this makes no sense to them. And they hear a song that may be familiar. And, and you know what? We, we filter the songs. Amen. Like we, we took off the unexplicit stuff. Carrie, she listened to all the bad stuff to figure it out. Like she's a sinner. It's cool. Um, <laughs> We love her. Um, you know, we don't divide on like Bible versions. People, you know, I, I get time to time, I get somebody come in, like, what's your version? Da, da, da. It's like, man, it's the one you read, amen? I mean, whatever Bible you read, just, just go with that one. Like, I have preferences, obviously, what I preach from and read from, but and just whatever, if you're in the Word of God, just do that thing, you know? Like, for us, we're not going to draw lines on race. Uh, man, we're not going to draw lines on ethnicity. I know, I like, people, it just gets weird. We live in such a divided culture. No, we're going to come to the middle. We're going to choose the third option. Like, we love all people. We love all people, I'm telling you. Like, we're not going to draw a line on politics. Oh, man, there's so much out there on Facebook, all the politics and stuff. You know what? You cut me. I don't, I don't bleed red. I don't bleed blue. I don't bleed green. This church doesn't bleed a political party. We don't endorse a candidate. We don't endorse a, a, a person. No, we endorse the name of Jesus. Amen? I mean, I, I know everybody's got their stuff. Man, you vote your conscience, man. Vote, vote the way you think God would have you to vote. But I'm just telling you, uh, we're not going to use this platform to push any other name but the name of Jesus. It's who we are in this church. I know, maybe I'm ruffling some feathers. I didn't get all the amens in that one. But uh, um, if you're on Facebook, man, it's, it's just all the time, you know. Um, you know, we're not going to be surprised when the world shows up to the church and looks like the world, amen. We're not going to be surprised uh, when somebody shows up and they smell like cigarette smoke, you know. And that's how I grew up, uh, so I didn't know I smelled like cigarette smoke. As a matter of fact, I went to college and all my clothes uh, smelled like cigarettes, but I had no idea because I've been around my whole life. And uh, so, so when I get to college, like, are you smoking? I'm like, no, what are you talking about? You know, I had to get rid of my whole wardrobe over the course of four years because like, it just, wow, it's smoky, you know? I had no idea, but I'm just telling you, don't, don't be surprised when, when somebody brings somebody that's struggling with maybe uh, sexuality, uh, maybe they're struggling with their identity, uh, maybe they're struggling um, it, it, with doubts with the Bible, they don't understand the scripture. Like, don't be, just don't be surprised, amen? I mean, just don't be surprised. And I'm going to tell you something, in our church, uh, you will not understand our church until you bring somebody that's close to you but far from God. You just will not understand our church. Uh, when, when, I, when, I, when you bring somebody in that's, that you love and you care about and they're struggling and they don't know God or maybe they had a bad experience at church, then when, when that Sunday, I promise you, you know what you're thinking? Man, I, I hope somebody is, is friendly to this person. Yeah, I, I hope they welcome me. It's, this better be the best Sunday ever, amen. That, that music best be on fire. You know what I'm talking about. Like, there's really not, nothing weird happening. You know what I'm talking about. No tambourines coming out, you know, something weird. Like, nobody putting their hands up and the aisles going crazy. You know what I'm talking about. You're just, you're just worried about everything. All of a sudden, the coffee better taste perfect. You know what I'm saying? Christian, you better make that coffee great this week, right? Like, it better be on point. Man, the preaching, you better bring the gospel, man. It better be clear. It better be helpful. I mean, that's what you're thinking, right? And so for us, every Sunday is Sunday's Sunday, amen. Every Sunday is Sunday's Sunday. Man, somebody's going to walk through that door that, that's far from God, and they're, they're going to sit in the back. And so all you guys in the back are far from God. Just kidding. But they may sit in the back, you know, and, and they'll look at this and go, man, what is this for me? Man, do, do I fit in? 
And, and you guys welcome these people. You love on these people. You're like, Jesus, you're going to be friends with sinners. You know, somebody comes in, just be their friend. Sit by somebody. Don't do something weird. Don't give them hugs out like crazy. Make just handshakes, you know. Be nice. Be nice. But I'm telling you, we're the kind of church we want to be where you bring somebody that we're going to make it awkward for them. Amen? You're going to bring somebody. We're not, we're not going to, like, cast out a demon, okay? <laughs> like, we don't do that, okay? But we're, we're not going to be the kind of church that just pulls out some stunt. Like, every week, we want to, we're thinking for somebody who comes in that doesn't know Jesus. We've been praying for that end. We've planned for that end. So I promise you, we're going to bring a gospel presentation every Sunday. We're going we're gonna to make it clear for them. Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to sing songs that are upbeat and, and fun. We're not going to do anything weird on the stage. We're not going to ask them to do something weird. We're not going to tell them they have to give. And we, We're going to greet people every Sunday. They come in. We're going to do all we can to make people feel a part of the family of God. Amen? That's the kind of church we're going to be. And so we're going to cross some lines. You guys ready to cross some lines together? You're going to bring somebody that may be a little far from Jesus next week. And I'm going to tell you something. We launched this church because uh, one of the reasons in my heart is that most of my family isn't a Jesus follower. And so if, if my dad were to show up or my brother shows up or, or some siblings of mine show up or most of the rest of my family shows up, um, this would be all a foreign thing. I did not grow up in church. And so for me, it's like, man, the church is on mission. And we're going to see people saved. And so we're going to see people that are far from God discover life and purpose in Jesus. And I believe Jesus crossed some lines, and we're going to cross some lines in our culture today. Anything short of sin, amen? There it is. All right, number two, we're going to accomplish more with less. Maybe we can agree to just do more with less. And I love this. This principle found in the Bible in Matthew 25, 23. It says, you've been faithful with what? Been faithful with a few things. It says, I'll put you in charge of many things. I mean, it's like the parable of talents. I mean, if you're, fa you're faithful with what I give you, what I put in your hands, and, you're can, and you can hold that, and you can steward it well, then I'm going to give you more. And I'm going to take from people who can't do that. I'm going I'm to give it to you to, to, to manage that. And so for us, like financially in this church, this is what it looks like for a church. And this is something we should probably talk about more often, but this is what we do for our finance in the church. Every year, we budget 90% of what we, what we took in last year. So in 2020, uh, we're going to budget for 2020 what we took in last year at 90%. Does that make sense? And so we're not in a board meeting sitting there and saying, like, we're going to forecast some growth, and God showed up, amen, and we're going to say we're going to be 10% bigger, and so we're going to plan on spending more money than we brought in. Like, that's not how it works. Like, actually, we plan on spending just 90% of last year, and what that does for us, it gives us some margin, amen? It gives us ability when an opportunity comes knocking at our church, we can just go ahead and say yes, and I'm going to tell you something, but if you don't have anything ready, if not opportunity knocks and you're not prepared, you're going to miss it. And so for us, when, when maybe a catastrophe happens in our city or a family comes in need, I talked to a person this morning that, that somebody needs some help getting some water turned on. And it's like, yeah, we can do that. We have the extra money saved because we have margin in our lives. It's kind of like driving somewhere and you always leave a little late. Anybody like that? Where's my late drivers? My wife should raise her hand. I love that. Um, it's always so stressful, you know, because then it's the traffic and then it's this and you don't have your coffee and all this stuff goes down. But if you just left 15 minutes early, right? Let that drive is so different, isn't it? 15, that's a lot. I know it's a big number. For, yeah. We'll try one minute early. We're going we're gonna to build our way up to this. Um, but maybe even 10 minutes early, right? You have a little margin in your life, a little cushion. All of a sudden that drive is stress-free. You can get your coffee. You get there a little early. And it's the same thing financially. For our church, we're going to say, you know what? We're going to have some margin in our life. Like if something crazy happens, we won't be able to take care of it, be able to bless for it, and be ready for the opportunity. And that money's at discretion. So we can say, you know what? We have some money set aside. We can make a difference. We can partner with what you're doing. Amen? That's, that's the first thing we do for finance. The second thing is this, is we give 10% off the top to missions. Uh, so this has happened since we launched this church. We've committed uh, to, to give back to God as a church. Uh, we would ask you guys to, to give. Uh, and so as a church, we say, you know what? We're going to give. 
And so the first 10%, we give back to missions. Uh, that dollar comes in and we say, you know what, we're going to have 10% back out. And so we give it back. And so we've done this since we've launched. Last year, actually, we gave back 17%. Uh, we gave away $37,500 to local missions, to national church planting, to global missions uh, across overseas. And so we represent that. So when we ask you guys to be generous, uh, guess what? Our church is doing that as well. Amen? Uh, we're going to lead the way, lead by example. Uh, we're going we're gonna to give back to God as he's given to us, and God's going to use it and bless it. Uh, we've always been up around about 15 to, to 18% with, with giving away missions, and, but we've at least said we're always going to be 10, never below that. And that's what we ask our people to do, to give faithfully to God. Uh, we hold our payroll at a low payroll percentage. Right now it's at 35%, it's what we hold that. Um, we hold that there on purpose. Um, the reason we do that is because it, it gives us the ability uh, to really grow the team and develop leaders. It's a lot easier to hire somebody and outsource something than it is to develop somebody. It's just way easier. And for us, we want to have more margin in our church. And a lot of churches run like 50% payroll. Now I'm getting some nerd alert here, so I should probably talk all these numbers. But a lot of churches run a lot more in payroll. But for us, it's like we can do more with less. Amen? And so we're going to, we're going to multiply impact. And so we got to be really... Um, we got to be prayerful and really consider who we hire on staff because they got to be leaders. Uh, they got to be people that can invest in other people. We can't hire doers. And so we got to lead teams well, develop uh, the dream team, and, 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 and maximize the, the use of the church and the resources that God has given us. And that gives us the ability uh, to save more money, uh, maybe for a future uh, facility or, 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 or upgrading something or whatever. But God has given us this ability. So we lock it in. It's at 35% in our bylaws. And uh, that's incredible. If you know Church World, I'm just nerding out up here. But um, I'm just telling you, we can do more with less. Amen. So how can you partner with us? Uh, this is what it looks like for you. Man, live on less than you make. Man, don't, don't create some margin in your life. Don't spend everything you make. Uh, we try to live on 90%. Amen. And so for you guys, live on, can you live on 90%? Can you, can you say, I'm going to have some little extra left over in the month. Some be like, man, I've tried this. I've tried this. I've tried this. Man, I believe God wants you to have that in your life uh, because stuff is going to happen. Man, there's going to be something you didn't plan for. Uh, so just it's leave a little early. You know what I'm talking about? Leave a little early. I mean, you want your life to be a little less stressed. There's nothing worse than having money problems, amen? I mean, that stress. I mean, just have a little less stress. Just leave a little early. And today we got a financial peace university life group kicking off at 2 p.m. Ryan Johnson, he's in the back. Is that guy? He's waving right there. There it is. Yeah, you can go to his life group. If you're struggling with your finances and you're like, I can't get it all together, man, go to that life group. If you need some advice and some help, man, go there. Two o'clock right here in Bell and Ryan Michelle Johnson. Check it out. Be there. It's the first week, so you're getting on on a good time. Can I tell you to give generously? Uh, we give generously as a church away to other ministries. And uh, I want to talk specifically to maybe today for people who haven't given. Uh, you're like, I haven't taken that step. And it's just, it makes me all nervous. Guys, tell you just take a small step. Like I told Diane, it worked out so perfect. Just leave a minute early. <laughs> like just start at 1%. Like just, like just give something to God. Uh, and I, I'm not saying it's because you have to do it. I'm saying because God... God commands us to do it. I'm not saying because we need the money, okay? I'm saying it's because God wants you to do it in your life. He wants to bless your life. And so if you start at 1%, if you made $50,000, that's $500 a year. That's basically, it's a little less than $10 a, a, a week to give back to God. And so you say, God, you can just have this $10. I don't know what the step is for you now. Now, if you give and you're like, what is this guy talking about? I mean, you first start out, it's like, a, it's, a, it's a step of faith, you know? And the more you do it, you're like, man, I don't know why I didn't do this. And, and for us, like our church represents that. Uh, all our leadership represents that. We represent that. Me and my wife represent that. So I want to encourage you, like, we, we have those conversations, man. Let's, let's make sure we put God first and, and God can bless your life. Amen.
Amen. So if we talk to the churches that aren't giving away, we're going to tell them the same thing. Like start giving 1% away, give 2% away until you get 10% away from your church to honor God. Not only are we going to cross lines, we're going to accomplish more with less, but we're going to accomplish more together. I love this one. We're going to accomplish more together than alone. I believe that this is about the capital C church. This isn't about real life church. It's not about our name. It's not about our logo. I mean, it's, it's, about, the, it's about Jesus and his kingdom coming. I want you to check it out. It's found in Acts chapter 4. This is what the early church did. Uh, they were, there were no needy persons among them. Come on, somebody. Uh, why they do this? From time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them, uh, brought the money in from the sales and put the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Now, this is a philosophy for serving other churches for us. Man, if there's another church in need, guess what we do? We meet it. We do what we can to, to give back and to serve. And uh, we, we say, what do we have that we can give away? Like, what do we have that we can serve? We always joke around, you can take anything but the staff. Uh, we always, when people look at our stuff, but... Um, Maybe the staff. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but anything but the staff. Anything but the leadership. Anything you have, man, we can help you with. And so we've gone into Church of Four Corners. I know you guys have built uh, kids' uh, check-in booths, welcome uh, desk. Some of you guys built this amazing cafe area. And this is an amazing project you guys put together. You guys have built uh, uh, conference tables here at Kentucky Trail, other school in Belton. Uh, one of the things we have that uh, a lot of people don't have is a bunch of portable equipment, amen. Uh, we've got two big trailer fulls of stuff. So everything you see in this, in this building gets packed into two trailers, and uh, some, time to time, uh, we get to help other people. One of the things that we're a part of, or I get to be part of, is uh, called a New Thing Church Plan Network here in Kansas City. It is the most kingdom-minded uh, group of pastors I've ever been around in my life. And we sit around every, every month, and uh, we talk about how to build relationships, uh, how to reproduce churches, especially here in Kansas City. They have a goal of planting 1,000 churches by 2035. Uh, how to bring on residents to, to grow them to be church planters, uh, campus pastors, and leaders in the church and then the last thing we talk about is resourcing and so every month we sit down and there's somebody launching uh, there's somebody getting ready to launch and we'll say what do you need and they'll say I, mean, I need some prayer and like we're praying uh, but how can we how can we bless you today like what can we do for you and so it's like hey we might need some money or hey I'm, I, we need to have a sound system and so I'm like well we can help you with the sound system so if you guys remember back about three or four months ago uh, we set up for this little thing called glory church church KC on 40th and Troost uh, who helped out with that project where are you guys at you know what I'm talking about. You guys remember because we were there for 16 hours. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, we set up this morning at 6.45. You, you got here, tore down. We left here, and we drove straight there, unloaded the trailers, and set this whole room back up, essentially, and stayed all the way to about 10 o'clock at night to help run their event and train their guys and just be an encouragement to them. You guys played a part of that. Well, I got some good news today. Uh, they're launching this Sunday here in Kansas City off of Linwood and uh, off the YMCA in there. So that's amazing, isn't it? And I just tell you, we get to play a part in that. Like, we get to play a part in that. We played just, a, I mean, just a little tiny speck, just a little speck. But this morning at 10 o'clock, so in, in one minute, in one minute, they're starting their very first gathering here in Kansas City. And you guys played a little piece of what they're doing. It's, it's Greg and Kate McKinney, man, just guys has their hand all over what they're doing. And they're going to meet down in Linwood YMCA. And I'm going to tell you something, it's like four blocks from my dad's house. So I'm praying the gospel just kind of makes it down the street, you know. Like, this is one of those churches I just want, like, so much success on and God to bless. And so I want to do, man, we're going to do more together, amen? We're going to do more together alone. We need other churches to reach our city. Like, we are not going to reach all of Kansas City, okay? God's going to give us what we can get, and then we're going to reach more people, send people out, and that's our heart. And so I'm going to pray for them this morning. Can we do that? Man, pray for the God to do something incredible as they launch. Father God, we come before you. God, we pray for, uh, for Greg and Kate. God, I pray for you to do something incredible in that church plant. 
God, I pray for you to show up just in a powerful way this morning. God, you just bring people. God, whatever you do, God, we just give you the glory. God, I pray for Greg as he, as he can lead on stage. God, I pray you give him the words to speak. God, I pray your spirit just give him liberty. God, I pray for souls to be rescued. God, on the path from destruction. God, I pray for, for people to be set free in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for that church to be a light in the city. God, right there off of truce. God, I pray that they would make a difference. God, I pray that gospel would go into the neighborhoods. God, places and people we'd never meet. And so, God, I pray you just give them uh, the courage uh, to lead. God, the boldness to speak. God, I pray your spirit will be all over this. God, encourage them, build them up. God, we're praying for an amazing launch day for them. I know they're going to just uh, experience something special. God, they've worked so hard this last year to get where they're going. And so today, I pray, God, that you just move in that place. God, that this would be the beginning of a movement here in Kansas City. God, that they would raise up leaders. God, bring people, bring people around them that can, that can complete the team. God, that can use their gifting. That they'd say yes to partner with the mission of God. That they would find other people that can push forward the gospel and push back the gates of hell here in Kansas City. God, I want to reach every street. God, with the name of Jesus, I want to see people saved and changed. God, thank you we can do more together than apart. God, thank you for Greg. Thank you for Kate. Thank you for the call in their life. God, it's not about our church. It's not about real life. God, it's not about glory. Church, God, it's all about your name. Jesus. And so we give the praise for what you can do this morning. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, I'm not going to lie. I want to be out there right now. <laughs> I want to see what God is going to do down in Glory Church today. Hey, not only that, the fourth thing is this. We will be authentic followers of Jesus. Man, we'll be real in front of God. Like, we, we don't want to fake it till we make it. What I'm saying is, I, we don't walk around and be like, man, I, I'm not good enough or I am good enough. No, no, no. We, we're just going to be. We're just going to be like, hey, you know what? I, I'm a confident leader because of who Jesus is. I'm not going to be prideful. Man, I'm not going to be insecure. I'm going to say, God, you got this. I can do this. I want you to check out a verse. It's amazing. It's Acts chapter four. It says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John, these are leaders of the disciples, uh, and they realized that they're unschooled. What? Unschooled, ordinary men. There's just regular people. Uh, they were astonished, and they took note. These men had been with Jesus. I love the Greek word there. It's, it's idiotes. It means ignoramus, an ignorant, an unlearned person, or an idiot. Like, I love it. You gotta put this back in the verse. It's amazing. When they saw the courage of Peter and John, these are leaders of the movement of the church, they realized that they're unschooled idiots. Come on, somebody. If God can use them, if God can use me, God can use you. They walked with Jesus, and the only qualification to be used by God is just that you are willing, amen? These men were willing. As a matter of fact, these idiots gave their life to God. And they, they gave over everything to him and served him. It says this in uh, Luke 5, 8. It says, when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. And then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. And so they pulled their boats on shore and left everything and followed Jesus. Man, these simple, ordinary people, just like you and me, man, were leaders in the church. We're forerunners in the church. These idiots for Jesus led the movement because they walked with God and said, I'm willing. I'm going to tell you something. If you're just willing, if you're just willing to say, God, I don't know what you're going to do with my life, but God, I'll go do it. When I was 18 years old, I was at a youth camp, but I had my own plans and own dreams, and God just spoke to me and said, if, if God can send a son here and tell the world about himself, why can't you go tell other people? I'm like, whoa. Like, okay, God, I'm in your mission. I don't know what you want me to do, but I'll do whatever it is. God, I'm willing. And I had no idea I was going to be a youth pastor for 10 years. I had no idea that I was going to be executive pastor. I had no idea I was going to launch this church. I had no idea what God was going to do, but I said, God, I'm willing. Can I just tell you this morning how you can partner with us just to be willing, amen? Like, when you use the word leadership, you're not like, what? Leadership, you know, I'm freaking out. Like, bring the gospel to your group. Are you willing to join a life group? No, are you willing to be a witness? Are you willing to be a great business leader for the cause of Christ? Are you willing to be a campus pastor? Man, are you willing to step up and lead in the youth ministry? Are you, willing to, are you willing to be the next pastor of this church? I believe the next pastor of this church probably is not even a Christian yet, amen? I believe there's somewhere out there that's an empty seat has our this that we're going to make a difference. 
that we're gonna make a difference together. It says in Ephesians 3.20, it says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power, does that work in us. To him be the glory in the church in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. <clears throat> I'm not really joking, that's his cough, but <laughs> I'm just telling you, God wants to do immeasurably more. And, and, and if you're like me, God has always, uh, always exceeded my expectation. Not when I was launching this church, I, I was like, oh, ye of little faith kind of guy. Like uh, we started out and to, to be approved through our church planting network. We had uh, three other pastors uh, put their stamp on me and say, we believe in Sean and we believe in the mission and the vision and the heart of real life. And at the time we'd come through a church split and we didn't have any pastors that we, that we knew of really that would, would vouch. And so I told Diane, like, there's just no way that we're gonna get ARC approved. There's no way. And then God brought relationships in my life and, and people stood up and said, we believe in this church and we got ARC approval. I had no faith that would that happen and it happened. Uh, we looked at a different facility before we looked at KT. Shame on us. <laughs> the school's amazing. We looked at a different facility and the, the price was outrageous and they didn't want churches in there. And I was like, man, this is kind of a little defeating. I thought, man, we're not gonna find the right location before we launched. And then God brought us here to this school, which is an absolute godsend, amen. This is an amazing facility. I'm gonna tell you something. We were like, how much is this gonna cost? And uh, the guy pushed the number across the table on a piece of paper and said, how does this work? And I'm like, that will work. Um, that is an amazing number. God put it all together. I promise you, this is amazing. God was all over this, but I was like, there's no way this is gonna happen. I looked at our budget we're gonna launch with, and I thought, we're never gonna afford our portable church industry cases and their setup system. If you know all our cases we push around, uh, there's like $20,000 just in pushing cases, okay? Uh, but you, if you don't do that, you're gonna do totes. Come on, somebody. And we're not doing totes and dollies, okay? So I'm like, man, how how is this gonna happen? I'm like, I, don't, I just don't see it. Like, we're not, and then really coming into it, we, we, God provided. Like, I just had no faith this was going to happen, but God provided. Man, launch day, I thought, man, if there's just 200 people, there's just 200 people show up. Well, 345 people later, God moved. I'm just telling you, like, God has always exceeded my expectation. What is your expectation of God? Man, can, can God use anybody like me? Yeah, he can use anybody. I'm telling you, if God can use my life, he can use you today. I had the privilege of recruiting for our life group this week. I get to talk to different people, and I get to hear their stories, and they're telling me, like, the church has changed my life. Literally, like, I would not be in the place I am today if it wasn't for the church. I absolutely love it. Man, I'm on fire for God. I'm, I'm hungry for more God, and my wife's hungry for God. I talk to people come out of drug addictions, people come out of depression. I'm like, this is why we do it, amen? It's a church where people are far from God, people get aligned with Jesus, people's lives being changed. You tell me something that's more important and more powerful and more valuable, I will quit the church and I'll go sell out to that tomorrow. But you're not gonna find something like that because this is what God has called us to do. This is the mission of God. It's unstoppable and we're a part of this. The question this morning is real simple. Will you partner with us? Will you agree? Will you link arms? Will you be unified as a church to do more? Will you say yes to God? Will you say, yes, I'm all in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna know God more. Man, I'm being in love with God. I'm being all of God. I'm gonna show up as much as possible. Man, I'm gonna join a life group. I'm gonna get connected. I'm not together every day, but man, that hour and a half, man, I need that. If you're on a dream team, this isn't optional. Like, get in with people. We are the church. This is a value of the church. Together, linked, in agreement. You gotta get life on life with people. I mean, you can say, I'm gonna join the dream team. I'm gonna serve. If you're coming, you're like sitting on your hands and you're not serving, or some of you are like, who's doing that? You know? I mean, if you do it, you jump in. There's a place for you. I tell you what, we got we got needs every place. We're not looking for people to full slots. We're looking for leaders. Look for people who are called, who are passionate, who love kids, who love to welcome people, who are making a difference. Man, if you have a gift of singing, you're like, I can't hold a microphone. You can do it. Some of you are like, I can't talk on stage like Sean talks. You can talk better than I can talk. I promise you, man. I'm Moses, not Aaron. You know what I'm talking about. Like I'm telling you, God can use your gift. You say yes to him. I'm telling you something about the church. It's unstoppable mission of God. And the good thing is we get to do it together. Amen.
We get to be unified. We get to agree. That's the kind of church God's calling us to be today. Father, come before you. God, I pray you do work in our lives, God, that we just sell out to the vision, God, that you have. It's your mission, God. You've crafted it and you put it in our hands and we say yes to you. Maybe today God's calling you to step out and say, yeah, I'm gonna partner with the mission of God. I'm gonna go all in. I'm gonna start inviting people. I'm gonna go to a life group. I'm gonna maybe join the dream team. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just sell out to the things of God. I'm gonna put my dreams on hold because God's got a bigger dream for my life. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you say, I'm willing. I'm just willing this morning to follow the plan of God. I'm gonna surrender my life to him. If that's you, man, if you're willing to surrender your life to Jesus, say, I'm all in for him. We just put your hand in the air and say, I'm willing. God, wherever you call me, I'll go. God, wherever you ask me to go, I'm gonna follow you. Mess your hands up across this place. Father God, thank you so much for your spirit just working. God, I pray that we just have the, the heart, God, to serve you. God, that we wouldn't sell out to the things of the world. God, we unified. God, we would just come expecting to church because you know what, God, you've done some of my life. And so we believe, God, you could do it with somebody else. God, I pray we wouldn't come back without people. That we'd invite people out. God, we'd be able to use our gifts to serve. That we'd be in a life group. God, we'd be in a community with each other. That we'd be connected. That we'd just bring people to you. God, you'd use us to change this city. As we keep praying, I mean, there's somebody that's gonna leave here forever changed by the name of Jesus. You walked in here, maybe with a bad experience in church, maybe a church that drew lines to keep people out, but today there's something drawing you near to Jesus, and that's the Holy Spirit. God is speaking to your life. Can I tell you that God wants a fresh start for you? God wants to give you a new life today. Jesus, a sinless son of God, sent, sent here by his Father on a rescue mission for you. The Bible says that Jesus became sin on that cross. He paid for all of our wrongs, uh, all of our past sin, uh, past, present, and the future on that cross. And while we were at our worst, while we were yet sinners, while we were in our mess, while we were trying to figure it out, maybe we were, we were, we were drunk or maybe we were, we were out, uh, unforgiveness in our life or we were just falling the ways of the world and caring nothing about God. Jesus was at his best on the cross, dying for us today. And we can agree that Jesus loved us in the mess today. Can I encourage you this morning that Jesus wants a relationship with you. And the third day he rose from the grave, defeating death, hell, and the grave for you. And the Bible says that anyone calls the name of Jesus will be saved. So maybe this morning you need to say yes to Jesus. Maybe this morning you need a relationship with him. If that's you, man, you want new life, you want forgiveness, man, you want a God that loves you unconditionally. If that's you, just lift your hand up. I'll be looking around and say, I want a relationship with Jesus today. I see your hand. Maybe I'll say, I need Jesus. Just pray this prayer if that's you. Say, Father God, and thank you so much for sending your best. Thank you for loving me when I felt unlovable. God, I pray that I'll just be on mission with you. God, I've been doing my own plan, but today I'm gonna sell out to you. I'm all in. God, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but God, I'm willing, I'm available. God, use me today. Thank you for a new life, and I praise in Jesus' name. Amen.